Oh, oh, oh. 
After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday, Election Day. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Today is the yard site of Rachel Imenu, our mother Rachel, Mama Rachel, done by Yaakov Shweki on Journeys, volume number four, here at JM in the AM. The 11th of Marcheshvan is the yard site of Rachel Imenu, traditionally. A Breslov Bar Band with Ani Ohevet HaKadosh Baruch Hu off the Have No Fear CD. Lipa had Rachel. The uh, collection is entitled Leap of Faith. Psachia with Kol Brahma, another appropriate song for the art site from Shattered Glass. Me'im Hashem, done by Miami, off of Yavo and Regesh, Modani opening things up. As we say, good morning. It's Tuesday on this November 4th. Today is Election Day. I'm sitting here and looking at the predictions. I didn't realize that so many of these races are, um, are as, if so many of the Senate races are as large a margin as they are. I didn't realize that. I mean, I see that the Kansas race is essentially too close to call. And I guess you could say to an extent the Georgia race is as well. But a lot of these races are, uh, at least according to the polls, 
uh, are um, done deals, so to speak. Anyway, today is election day, and in uh, the majority, and I shouldn't say the majority, in the entire country, in the entire country, the United States House of Representatives is uh, up for grabs. There are many Senate elections, that's what we've been alluding to, and a lot of predictions about the way that the um, the Senate makeup will look like after this election. If it looks a certain way today, it looks like it'll, it'll look, it looks like it'll look the exact opposite way tomorrow. Uh, or at least close to that. And there are many gubernatorial races, uh, many local races. We know the importance of voting. We know how key it is for our community and every community to get out there and vote, have our voices heard. We know what our, uh, predecessors in this world, especially in this country, would say to us about voting. So get out there, cast your ballot before the polls close tonight, and make it an effective election day, everybody. Uh, so today's election day, it's the 11th of March, fun 54 degrees outside with mostly sunny weather and a high temperature of 66. Then tonight, mostly cloudy and a low temperature of 52. Tomorrow, cloudy skies, high temperature 65 degrees. Yerushalayim's at 73, Tel Aviv at 75, Haifa at 72, a lot at 81. We're at 54 here in Jersey City as we say good morning. At JM in the AM. Reminder, 24 hours of Kalbach coming up this Saturday night in commemoration of Rabbi Shlomo's 20th yard site. 24 hours of Kalbach begins on our stream at 6 p.m. Eastern time this coming Saturday night. And uh, we'll continue all the way until Sunday night at 6 p.m. On our stream at jmtheam.org. Uh, that'll include JM Sunday. It'll include, uh, Saturday Night Siegel. Straight through with the great Rip Shlomo Kalbach being featured, uh, by our amazing hosts and, um, on our stream at jmtheam.org. So make sure you're tuned in. A lot of Kalbach uh, Tfilot going on around the world especially in the New York, New Jersey area. If you have one that you'd like us to announce, no problem. You could email us, nachum at wfmu.org, nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at wfmu.org. Also, I am paying careful attention this morning, as I try to do every morning, to the um, comments that are being made on our app. I see a comment came through at 1 o'clock in the morning Eastern Time, commenting about the first hour of JM in the AM. All right, thank you. Because uh, we replay JM in the AM at midnight Eastern Time every night. Uh, anyway, if you have a comment, go to the home screen of the NSN app with your Android or your iPhone, and you can comment about anything that's going on here. And certainly, if you want to inform us about a uh, Kalbach Tzilah or something special going on this Shabbos or this weekend in memory of Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach, uh, it is not a problem. You could do that and uh, just let us know uh, what the uh, event is all about. 20 minutes before 7 o'clock. On this election day, we say good morning from 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Oy mamele, 
mit Liebschaft will ich riefen dich, Mamele, Eugen mit, schwach dein Hand, a golden Harz, was du, was jedes Kind versteht. Ich gedenk, wie die Flächst mich beruhigen, a Kind von drei Jahren ich darf dich sehen. Wie die Flächst mich setzen, demos läuft dein Schoß. Mit a Kisch, ob gewischt, jeden Träger. A Brivalne, der Mame, sollst du nicht versammeln. Schreib dich, bin liebes Kind, schenk dir die Ich singe von der jüdischen Mama. Kommen Sie in Verblondet mit der italienischen Mama. Nehmt weg die Spaghetti. Geht mir zurück die Lokschen. Ich will bei euch eine Kasche fragen, so mir wer es kennt. Mit welcher Teile vermögens Mensch Gott alle Menge. Mein Käufer ist nicht für keine Geld, das gibt mir nur um Sitz. Und doch hast man verliert, wenn wie viel Tränen man vergisst. Als Zweiter gibt man keinem nicht, es hilft nicht kein Gewinn. Oh, wer es hat verloren, der weiß schon, was ich Wie glücklich und reich ist der Mensch, was hofft, 
get Shlomo Katz on the air. He has just released this and a whole bunch of other unpublished to this point Kalbach selections. Compositions of Rib Shlomo Kalbach. That's called Vieda from the Likrat Shabbat brand new CD. Got to get him on. Shlomo Katz here at JM and the AM. News from Israel coming up top of the hour. Uh, Shmuel Levy with Zehayom from the Leviathan CD. You heard Yitzchak Fuchs me, Mama Kim. Uh, Dudu Fisher with the Mama Medley. I just I emailed Dudu a few minutes ago. We got to get him on the air. He's doing these incredible Jerusalem shows in Branson, Missouri. He's spoken to us 
about those uh, on the air before. Uh, but we've got to, uh, we've got to, I, I, I noticed online that a bunch of his weekend shows are completely sold out. So obviously he's making an impact over in Branson, Missouri, the Broadway of the Midwest. I, I think, think, I think that's an official <laughs> moniker. I don't know if I made that up or not. Uh, he's making an impact there with his Jerusalem show. And you heard Journey's Mama Ruchel, of course, on this yard site of Ruchel. He may know it's Tuesday, election day. If you haven't voted yet, well, Now's the time. I think I think all polls in the East are now open. I think everything's open by 7, right, if I'm not mistaken. So go out there and vote. A lot of elections up for grabs. A lot of very interesting election analysis, I'll tell you that much. For those of us concerned with what the midterm elections bring, uh, especially with only uh, two years left and no more elections to go for the President of the United States, it'll be very interesting to see how this final outcome comes out tonight, if we have a final outcome tonight. And then start analyzing uh, the position that Israel has with the U.S. in light of the elections. Should be very interesting. Our friends at Nefesh Benefesh have announced the Impact Israel Conference. Join Nefesh Benefesh at the leading event catering to students and young professionals who are looking to explore career paths, job opportunities, and social entrepreneurship in Israel. Uh, they'll be... Um, a keynote address, Israel's Sparks, where six Olim are going to be featured, who are making an impact in Israel. There'll be panel discussions with experts on thriving professionally in Israel. There'll be Aliyah sessions, of course, with Aliyah benefits, college in Israel, and life in the IDF. Israeli University Marketplace, where you'll be able to explore your options for a free master's degree. There'll be past and future lone soldiers, Masa alumni, entrepreneurs, and more. It's all happening in New York at Convene. Uh, Midtown East on the 16th of November. Reserve that date, nbn.org.il slash impact for information, nbn.org.il slash impact for information. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world in the web, jmnam.org. Galit Sal in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Got the um, got election day today. If you haven't voted yet, get out there, folks. A lot of important elections. The entire House in an election today. Many Senate races, many including in New Jersey a Senate race. Many gubernatorial races, including in New York. There's a race for governor in New York State. We've had a chance to meet some of the candidates in some of these races over the last couple of weeks. Go out there and vote, folks, please. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to Jamie. מנג'ר הפועל תל אביב אייל ברקוביץ' טוען שערן זהבי מתגרה בקהל של הקבוצה. אני חושב שהאדום הוא לא מוצדק כי הוא התגונן, אבל הגיע הזמן שמכבי תל אביב יעשו סוף להתגרות הזאת, כל הפי-ופי-ו הזה. מה אתם רוצים, שהאוהדים האלה שישתקו, שהאוהדים שלנו? במסיבת עיתונאים שכנס בצהריים קרא ברקוביץ' להפסיק את הליגה, אמר שהקבוצה לא תעבוד יותר עם חברת ההבדחה שפעלה אתמול, ותקף גם את קפטן מכבי שרן ייני. לא ייתכן שקפטן מכבי תל אביב בא ומנסה לתקוף אותי. שירן ייני, הילד החנון הזה, 
ששיחק איתי בגלקטיקוס, ופתאום החוסר כבוד הזה בא ומנסה להתקף אותי ומשחק אותה גבר. פתאום אני רואה אותו, בא לאיים עליי. מה זה הדבר הזה? איפה נשמע דבר כזה? במקביל, מבקר המדינה יוסף שפירא אמר לכתבתנו שרון פולבר, חיברנו בעבר דוחות על האלימות בספורט, ונראה כי הדברים לא נעשים. כמה שזכור לי, היו דוחות שלנו בעבר בנושא הזה. גם שוחחתי על כך עם השרה לבנת לפני כשנה. אם אפשר באמת לעשות איזושהי רוויזיה גם בנושא הזה, לא פשוט כנראה. אם יהיה צורך בביקורת, אז אנחנו נעשה ביקורת משלימה, אם נראה שתוך זמן קצר הדבר לא בא על פתרונו. מזכ"ל חיזבאללה חסן אסראללה מאיים וטוען שבעימות הבא הארגון יוכל לפגוע בכל נקודה בישראל. כתבנו עומר קדרון. בנאום שנשא הבוקר הצהיר נסראללה כי חיזבאללה מוכן למלחמה נוספת מול ישראל. מנהיג חיזבאללה הזהיר כי אם יתפתח עימות נוסף, הטילים שבידי הארגון יהיו יכולים לפגוע בכל מטרה בישראל. הודיע נסראללה כי ישראל תנותק מהעולם והארגון יגרום לשיתוק פעילות נתב"ג וכל הנמלים הימיים. נסראללה גם התייחס למתיחות בירושלים וקרא לעולם המוסלמי כולו להתגייס למען המוסלמים במזרח ירושלים המשבר בין ישראל לארצות הברית, שר הביטחון משה בוגי יעלון אומר שהיחסים המיוחדים בין המדינות חזקים יותר מכל מחלוקת. כתבנו אלדר גלרן שמע אותו בחנוכת קו הייצור לחנפי מטוס הקרב האמריקני F-35 בתעשייה האווירית. And there is no dispute for the gratitude the people of Israel owe the United States for supporting our strength and security. אין ויכוח שיעיב על מערכת הקשרים בינינו ועל התודה שחווים אזרחי ישראל לארצות הברית על תרומתה לביטחוננו ולעוצמתנו, כך יעלון. תשע עשרה שנים לרצח רבין. ארכיון משרד הביטחון חושף היום את הקלטת אחד הנאומים המפורסמים שלו כראש ממשלה מאוקטובר תשעים ושתיים. התחזית מחר בשעות הבוקר עדיין ייתכן טפטוף. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
Warning, warning, I'm getting into the Kalbach mood. <laughs> I am really getting into the Kalbach mood. Sealandsbaum, Noah Solomon, they're in a Kalbach mood. Shavu Vanim, perfect song for the yard side of Rachali Menu. Before that, Acha Shualti, done by uh, the great Rup Shlomo Kalbach. His yard site is this coming Saturday night. We present the 24 hours of Kalbach Saturday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time all the way until Sunday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Time here at jmnam.org. We are looking forward to that. JMNAM with 54 degrees, mostly sunny. It's election day. High temperature today, 66. Weather looks fine in this area, so no excuse. Not that the weather would be an excuse anyway. Get to the polls. Make sure to vote. A lot of important elections today. Senate, Governor, obviously the entire House of Representatives, a lot of state houses. Make sure to get out there and vote. Make an impact out there because uh, people people of great prominence in this country look and see which communities come out to vote. And it's good to have a reputation that you're from a community that votes. Uh, we could have analysis of that for God knows how long. Tomorrow we'll start talking about what life will be like after the midterm elections. A lot of curious folks in our audience about the uh, impact that this election will have on the relationship between Congress and Israel, the White House and Israel. We'll get into that, obviously, starting tomorrow. By the way, there's a rumor, there's a very strong rumor out there, in light of the fact that um, on the 30th of November, there's going to be a Chidon HaTanach, in the United States, in New York City, there will be a, an, a national Bible contest leading up to the adult international Bible contest happening in Israel on Hanukkah. November the 30th, Sunday, New York City, it's going to be happening where you'll be able to come and view an amazing Tanakh competition among adults. And in, in anticipation of this big event, who, who do you think I asked? to join us on the air here at JM in the AM? And the answer, of course, is, aside from the Prime Minister, the person most associated with the International Bible Contest, the great Avshalom Kor, uh, Mayor Weingarten, 
I believe, very often has said that his Mayor Milim segment analyzing uh, Jewish, or I should say Hebrew words, uh, is a direct uh, inspiration from the great Avshalom Kor, who has done it for years in Israel, analyzing in lectures and radio spots uh, Hebrew words. Anyway, Avshalom Kor, who is the uh, master of ceremonies of the Chidon Tanakh in Israel, is going to join us tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem. We're making the final arrangements to make sure we can get him on tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Very much looking forward to that. He is one of my favorite people out there. And we'll talk about the big event coming up in New York City. JM and the AMC, the Eichler is going to join us a few minutes from now. Apparently, um, AKA Pella has been, uh, recognized with some major award. And we'll find out what that's all about. Plus talk about the brand new CD that was released back in, uh, I guess it must have been August or so. So we'll do that coming up here at JM and the AM. And. Today, again, is Election Day. Can't remind everybody enough. Make sure to get out there and vote. Make your voice heard. Be part of the process. Community calendar and more coming up if you keep it right here at JM and the AM. Plus, our Yeshiva League sports update is next at JM and the AM. Yes, my soul, because I call 
Nefesh. 22 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning. It's Tuesday Election Day. I hope the traffic's lighter for everybody. Well, one second. Do we want the traffic to be lighter? <laughs> There's more traffic. There's more of a chance, I guess, of people tuning in in their cars. A big hello to all the carpools out there who are driving in and anxious for a Yeshiva League sports update. That's coming up in a second. I know some schools are off today, but if you're on... We've got the Yeshiva League Sports Update coming up in a moment. Uh, Maimonides Medical Center and um, its staff reminds everybody that this coming Sunday there is an urgent appeal for everybody to join in in the Turo Blood Drive. If you donate blood, you could save lives. Maimonides Medical Center asks everybody this coming Sunday from 8.30 in the morning until 5 p.m. at Turo College on Avenue J, please come and give blood. Um, everyone's invited. Men, women, there'll be a special gift. Food will be served. You can, if you're between 16 and 75, you can participate. Bring along an ID. And by the way, every donor is going to get a $10 voucher at a local restaurant. So they're doing everything to convince everybody to come and give blood. Try to do so this coming Sunday at Turo on Avenue J. 718-283-7694 for information. 718-283. 7694 for information. All right. JM in the AM, I want to thank Elliot Weiselberg, as usual, has prepared a great uh, Yeshiva League sports update, and that comes up next. If you're a coach, a player, a manager, a um, principal, a faculty member, a parent, you're going to want to listen carefully to see who's in the uh, Yeshiva League sports update. Happening right now with Elliot Weiselberg at JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update, TABC and MTA renew basketball pleasantries. And in varsity hockey this week, it's all relative. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. 
When you have nearly 20 schools playing in a league, you're bound to have at least one relative in your school or another. When you have 20 teams, it's possible that there may even be relatives on same or different teams. But it's rare when you have two sets of relatives that have weeks for their respective teams like Cameron and Ben Valinsky and Josh and Seth Wengrowski. Starting off with last Sunday... Ramaz's Cam Valinsky scored only minutes into the game against Ben's Flatbush team, a crucial goal in Ramaz's 4-1 victory. Ben would counter with a monster game against North Shore Thursday night, scoring four times in a 6-1 romp over the Stars. For the Wangroskis, Hank's Josh Wangroski provided all of the Canes' offense in their 3-2 overtime victory over Rambam to open their season, with Josh dropping the game winner 40 seconds into the extra session. As for his cousin Seth, the Kushner defenseman added two in the Cobras' 8 nothing victory over JEC this week. Speaking of relatives, in that game, Louis Rees netted a hat-trick for Kushner, while brother Jack Rees nailed down the shutout. Also, an early-season upset as Frisch holds off DRS 3-2 on Thursday night, amassing a 3 nothing lead with all goals by senior offenseman Odie Haramadi. And in JV, TABC begins their sixth championship defense with a 5-2 victory over Ramaz. Moving over to basketball, TABC and MTA renewed their hard-court rivalry last week, one year after a game between the two ended in controversial fashion, and this one lived up to the history. TABC led by seven in the third quarter before MTA rallied to tie heading into the fourth, and then further rallied in the final frame to take a six-point lead with just under two minutes to go in the game. But the Storm switching to a full-court press, TABC was able to rally back and tie the game with Moshe Brum knocking down two huge shots in a 6-0 run to send the game to overtime. Not one overtime, but two overtime sessions. Then in the second overtime, TABC was able to pull away and earn the victory. Brum led all scorers with 13 in the victory. In other varsity basketball action, Frisch downs SAR 58-37 and DRS trounces Derechatora. I just want to wish the best of luck to all the New York and New Jersey area teams competing in the Cooper Memphis Invitational Basketball Tournament this coming weekend. To follow the action, log on to cooperinvitational.com. Want to find out more about these games and other action from the past week? Tune in to tonight's Encore presentation of The Court Report at 7 p.m. on the stream, NahumSiegel.com. This week, I held a roundtable discussion with athletic directors from several schools with prominent girls' sports programs, focusing on the state of girls' sports in the Yeshiva League and the importance of sport in the lives of our young female athletes. Tune in tonight to hear the interview in its entirety, and tune in every Sunday night and Tuesday night to keep yourself updated on all the action around the Yeshiva League. And that was your Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Time, 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 time
Wrapping up the uh, half hour for us at JM in the AM. Hey, a big shout-out to Crown Trophy. A big shout-out to everybody at Crown Trophy. They are big, big fans of the Shiva League sports update. And uh, I believe that every trophy ever brought in here <laughs> to um, to uh, to make things even more... Um, Ah, what's the word? When Elliot brings in that big trophy, it makes it more real, right? When we talk about tournaments, we talk about championships. I think every one of those trophies has come from Crown Trophy. Uh, so a big shout-out to them, and I hope they enjoyed the Shiva League Sports Update this morning and every Tuesday morning in the 7 o'clock hour here at JM in the AM. It's Election Day. Don't forget to vote, everybody. Don't forget to vote on this Election Day. Very important, as we always emphasize, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. In Mesech de Shabbos, in the Babylonian Talmud, Chazal discuss that the mazel under which a person is born, his inherent nature plays a significant role in making every individual different. However, Chazal do not suggest that the person should try to completely change that nature, nor can he change the sign of his muzzle. Rather, the person is advised to make the necessary adjustments in his nature that will channel his energy for Avodah Hashem. For example, if an individual was born under the muzzle of Madim, that would indicate that he has a propensity to spill blood. But Rashi elaborates that this could encompass a murderer as well, as a shaykhet or a moyel, meaning that although the individual may be born with a nature to be a shaykh domim, to spill blood, he still has the wherewithal to use this nature for mitzvahs and avodah Hashem.
The Vilna Goyen comments similarly on the Pesuk in Mishle, Chanoich Lenar Al Pidarkoi. The Vilna Goyen explains that it's very difficult for a person to crush his tendencies. Therefore, one has to direct and guide the individual in the way of mitzvahs, according to his own personal muscle in nature. This will ensure that he will continue on that path even when he gets older, and he won't digress. If one forces the individual to thoroughly fight his nature, he will heed out of fear. However, later, once he's free and no longer repressed, he's going to stray, because it's impossible for him to wipe out his muzzle. The differences between people manifest themselves in many different ways. For example, one person delves into limut Torah, into learning. He studies in great depth. The second one learns bekiyas. He covers a lot of ground. One person is inclined to learn halacha, law. The other person learns agadata. These are examples of limut Torah. And it's impossible for us to measure the value of each course. The achievement of bracha is when a person is successful in that area of Torah to which he is drawn. We learn in the Talmud, in the Tractate of Sanhedrin, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi asks of the Mashiach, It is written in Daniel, Behold, he came with the clouds of heaven. Yet, in Schaya we read, He'll be poor and riding on a donkey. Which one is correct? If B'nai Yisrael merits it, he will come with the clouds of heaven. If Klai Yisrael does not merit it, he will be poor and ride on a donkey. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
the AM. A few weeks ago, around high holiday time, C.D. Eichler released that CD entitled Inscribed. That's David Gabe on that Inscribed CD. He's also known for his work with A.K.A. Pella. They appear on the CD. And they have done some amazing uh, a cappella work, to say the least. I think the last time C.D. Eichler was on the air was around the time of the... Um, of the uh, uh, High Lifeline bike for High, if I'm not mistaken. C.D. Eichler, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Malcolm. How are you? Am I right? The last time you were here or was on the air was uh, about the uh, bike for High when you guys released that song? You are correct, and I am amazed that with all the guests that you have, <laughs> you still remember when, yeah. they are, when they are on. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, the yeah, that is it's few and far between the stuff I actually remember these days. Um, so uh, you are without a doubt one of the more fun people in the world of Jewish music. I hope that's a designation you don't mind. And oh. AK, AKA Pella has certainly made its mark in that area. The inscribed, which you released around High Holiday time, obviously the you know title is inscribed, which uh, is a is a word we come across a lot. Rush Sunium Kipper time. Uh, what would you classify this? I, I don't know if I'd say it's fun. Is it a serious um, rock Jewish CD? How would you classify Inscribed for everybody? So I actually tried to do that on the album itself. I I, I, I do marketing for, for a living. Um, the, the music stuff is a, is, is a passion, um, and on the I'm very into taglines. So if you if you did not receive the cover, then I will be sure to send you one. But the cover of the album says "Inscribed," and on the bottom it says "Songs of Inspiration for the Yemei Haratzel." So it's a it's an album of songs which are mostly inspirational. All of them can can be uh, described as inspirational in nature. Um, that first song that you played is a song that is. Very uh, rocky, uh, uplifting, but most of the songs are, are more uh, toned down, more Kabbalah style. So it sneaks into more of a high holiday mode as the CD goes along. Oh, for sure. <laughs> the songs themselves all have to do with the spirit of right. Yom Understood. So Shana, Yom Kippur, songs that have to do with words taken from Daphne. That song that we just heard has to do with Shuva. Right. That's one written by uh, Ellie Schwab, who wrote um, the title track for um, Barry Weber's album, Yachad, and he wrote um, songs for Shweki and Bad Elbaz, so uh, I turned to him for that song, and that song has to do with Shuva. Obviously, that's the, one of the primary messages of, of the upper. Who wrote the majority of the stuff on Inscribed? Um, it's, uh, there are 12 songs, and um, with the exception of uh, two sets of songs. The rest were written by uh, individual composers. So two of the songs were written by Donnie Gross, who is a new and upcoming composer. He, he wrote some stuff from Paul Brzezanski on Paul's last album, Bruce Control. Um, and then two of the songs were written by an amazing composer in Eretz Yisrael. His name is Chaim Gershon Davis. Wow. And uh, he became uh, popular a couple of years ago. Um, he has a song called Megan Davis which was uh, bought by um, Astali Schnitzler, Michal Schnitzler, I forget which Schnitzler it was. I know they're related, so I know we're good. Um, but that's called Megan Davis, and he has two songs on, on this album. He's, a, he's an up- upcoming composer. Um, his stuff is going to be featured on uh, some, some, some artists who uh, 
were very big in the Jewish music. Very nice. See the Eichler with us live via telephone. All right. Uh, the reason you're on this morning is because we discovered through you and AKA Pella a pretty funny story, a very interesting story about being uh, awarded an award without knowing that you're being awarded an award. Tell everybody in the audience what happened. Okay, correct. So basically, um, after our album came out two years ago called uh, AK Pella Presents 2012, The Year in Review, I got um, in contact with um, somebody by the name of Bill Hare, who is uh, probably the most exceptional uh, acapella uh, mixer, master in the country. He actually won a, a Grammy Award. And Baruch um, Hashem, he mastered, he started mastering our albums. And I just asked, you know, business is business, but I just wanted to get his professional opinion. He's like the acapella guru. So it was my first experience with him, and, I, you know, I didn't want to waste an opportunity. I just asked him, you know, I said, Bill, what do you what do you think of our stuff? You know, you, you mix, you master thousands of albums. What do you think of our material? He goes, CD, i got to tell you, your stuff is phenomenal. Matter of fact, I think you should, you should submit it, you know, to the uh, to Casa, Casa, Mi Casa, Su Casa. <laughs> what does it stand it's, for? Right, it's uh, like the Contemporary uh, Acapella uh, Recording uh, Society. And they, they There's actually an Acapella Recording Society. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he, he he recommended he said you should definitely submit your stuff. Um, you know, they have different categories. You know, for best. Album, best religious album, best song, best right. arrangement, best mix. It's like it's like uh, it's 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 uh, we'll have the like the uh, yeah the old Grammys like the, the Grammys exactly right. So I said okay, if he says to do it, I'm going to do it. So I did it and went through the submission process. And I forget how long it was after that, but I received an email from them stating that we had been uh, nominated uh, in the category of best religious album and best religious song. Yes, and we were nominated as a, a finalist, and uh, that meant that we were able to come and participate in their award ceremony and their uh, you know, submission of the awards, of the awards, and who was going to win. The problem was is that it was on Shabbos, right? Of course. So I wrote back to them that I'm sorry, you know, we're not going to be able to uh, attend, but I really appreciate you know the. Uh, the notification that we had been nominated, and I look forward to finding out, you know, if, if we had, in fact, won. Months went by. Um, just last week, I checked my email, and I got an email from them stating that I should now um, have, an, I have, an, I have an opportunity to submit new works to be judged as, quote, a returning awardee. <laughs> as if you had won before. So as if I had one before. So I said, one second. I read between the lines over here. You know. <laughs> so I, I went back to the website. I checked the page. You know that says 2014 winners, <laughs> and there it is. Just this album. And nobody so, ever told you. <laughs> no, no. I never got the memo. It went to a specific CD. It went to which which CD did it go to officially? It was the uh, AK Pell presents 2012. The 2012 CD, right? A lot of interesting stuff on that, by the way. Talk about having fun with music. You have a lot of diverse stuff on that one. Thank you. So now you're a returning uh, awardee. What happens from here? Uh, from here, Bezrat <laughs> Hashem, um, we're going to be releasing 2014, the year nice. with you. That comes out uh, Pesach. Um, so that's the new a cappella album. And actually... Uh, 
I can share with you and your listeners that we'll be, because I'm also releasing a, a music album, Hanukkah time. It's uh, going to be a, a music album, not, not to be confused. And it'll be known as A.K.A. Pella, even though there's music on it? Correct. It's going to be A.K.A. Pella and Friends. There you go. A.K.A. Pella, they are a CASA winner, and they found out by accident. How do you like that? Uh, out with a brand-new CD, Hanukkah time with music, and then, of course, uh, back into the uh, a cappella mode coming up this coming pay. So, well, congratulations, C.D. Eichler. Thank you for sharing that story with us. And, hey, uh, you know, pay careful attention when you get correspondence from any of these uh, industry uh, representatives. You know what I mean? Yes. The <laughs> lesson learned. Hey, Make sure you check your email. But the truth of the matter is, I mean, it's just uh, I, I, I couldn't have I couldn't have predicted it. It worked out like this. So, uh, all, all kidding aside, it's just uh, it's truly a, a blessing. And I just uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say. But Nakam, um, uh, I did want to actually tell you um, I wanted to make you the following offer, which is after I saw this award, it inspired me to come out with a Jewish awards show. I want to call it Jammies or the JMAs. Um, and uh, I'd like you to host it. Well, thank uh, you very much. When are we When are we doing this? And is it going to be Radio City or a smaller arena? I don't know. I've never done something like this before. I, I would like Radio City, and uh, I guess we can talk about that. But what, right. do you, what do you think? Do you think it's time for a Jewish awards show? Hey, I love the idea. I guarantee you'll make plenty of friends and plenty of enemies. That's how it works. <laughs> You got to be ready for both of those. <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll take care of the friends. You take care of the enemies. <laughs> there you go. Cindy Eichler, I thank you for joining us and uh, congratulations. Thanks for sharing the good news with us. Thank you very much. Nothing for a- me. Yeah, pleasure. AKA Pella. Give you a sample of their work in a second. Rabbi Ali Melach Goldberg. He's been making a lot of he- speaking of a winning. Uh, he's hoping to be a winner. He's already a winner. We'll explain all that coming up. He'll join us a little later on in this half hour. Uh, here's AKA Pella at JM in the AM.
kibarim, kulam kibarim. Kulam kidoshim, kulam kidoshim, kidoshim. <laughs> I told you when C.D. Eichler was on, they like having fun, a.k.a. Pella. And boy, they know how to have music fun, don't they? That's off their volume two. Congratulations to a.k.a. Pella for the recognition at uh, CASA, the, uh, what was it, the Committee for um, Acapella Recording, something like that, uh, that they were given and didn't even realize they were given, but uh, it finally caught up to them. J.M. the A.M. at 10 minutes before 8 o'clock. It is Rachel Menu's yard site in this 11th of Marcheshvan, and today is Election Day. Speaking of voting, speaking of Election Day, a gentleman, it seems, whose name has become synonymous in our community with voting and with elections, is uh, with us uh, live via telephone. Rabbi Elimelech Goldberg according to CNN, has been named a 2014 Top 10 CNN Hero. Voting continues for CNN Hero of the Year through Sunday, November the 16th. Uh, All of this year's Top 10 CNN Heroes will be honored during CNN Heroes and All-Star Tribute on Sunday, December the 7th on the Global Network's of CNN. He is uh, somebody who is uh, an expert at the martial arts. How did he become a CNN hero? We'll find out right, right now. Rabbi Elimelech Goldberg, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Great pleasure. Rabbi, an expert in martial arts, those two terms don't always go together. I always tell people that uh, every congregational rabbi has to know how to break his board. <laughs> Very good. I like that. Uh, so tell us, how did you, in fact, get into martial arts? Well, uh, it's a little bit uh, small growing up in the Bronx, and the Bronx is a good neighborhood to learn how to protect yourself. But I actually started serious study of the martial arts when I took the pulpit at the Youngers of Southfield in Michigan. Which was and, how long uh, ago? Uh, this goes back uh, 31 years almost. Wow. And... Uh, did private lessons with an Irish television entertainer and, uh, of course, a black belt instructor. And after uh, 11 years, received my uh, first black belt and then received the, the first don, the first degree black belt, uh, after 13 years and then did a Indonesian martial art called Penchak Silat uh, for a while. So for those of us who've heard of the words, you know, karate, etc., what division, what category are you in when it comes to the martial arts? So most of my study was in a Korean martial art called uh, Choi Kwang Do, which is a derivation of Taekwondo. And then the uh, the Filipina art was actually made for small people. The Filipinos had to face uh, the Dutch. And so uh, they developed a very interesting martial art. But I never imagined that I would uh, retire from the active rabbinate. I'm now the rabbi emeritus of the Yangtze Southfield to teach martial arts. Right. 
And uh, hence, and when did you start teaching it? Did you teach it only after you retired? No, no. It's uh, it's been ongoing. It actually began from my days of being the director of Camp Simcha of uh, the High Lifeline. And that's where you started teaching martial arts. Correct. And that's how we get into this whole category of heroism, as CNN puts it, where you went ahead and I, I assume you taught martial arts to those kids who are in really tough uh, medical situations. Well, I, I assume that CNN knows a lot better that the, the real heroes are the children. And it started with a little girl, our first child, was diagnosed with leukemia. This goes back 34 years ago when leukemia was not a very treatable pediatric illness. And she would tell the doctors at UCLA no medications today. And at uh, two years old, she'd tell the five-year-old kids in the clinic not to cry. Unfortunately, those were the days where uh, none of the children survived bone marrow transplants pretty much. Wow. Um, how does martial arts help children in tough medical situations? Well, it, it really goes back to the enlightenment that I had as the director of the camp. I walked in and found a five-year-old child in the clinic who was screaming. And it was, nurses were great, and they tried to redirect him, but nothing would calm him. You know, in the old days, I'm also a clinical assistant professor in pediatrics, so I teach the medical end of this. In the old days, we used to teach in medical school that there's a pain center in the brain. Today, we know there's a whole neural matrix, and if someone's afraid or they're angry or they're down by their pain, the, the pain actually goes up significantly. And this kid was screaming, and two nurses were holding him down because his chemo was not negotiable. A third nurse has a large syringe to plunge into the chest. And I walked into the scene. It was so counterintuitive to me, I just yelled, wait. And, and they all stopped. Even the kids stopped screaming. And they looked at me, and I didn't have a clue what I was going to say next. I just said to the nurses, give me five minutes with this child. And the nurses were happy to leave, and the little boy looked at me like I was the governor. I just stayed his execution. And I walked over to this child, and I said, you know, I'm a black belt, which frankly doesn't mean too much, but to the little kid, it's a wow. I said, do you want me to teach you some karate? And he almost jumped off the table. And I explained to him, in the martial arts, you learn that pain is a message that you don't have to listen to. You could breathe in this light and push out the pain. Watch me, and five minutes later, we're doing a simple Tai Chi breathing technique. Twenty minutes later, they took the needle out, and he looked up at the nurse, and he said, Did you do it yet? And that's when Kids Kicking Cancer was born. Unbelievable. Rabbi Ali Malach Goldberg is with us, nominated as CNN Hero of the Year. Uh, how old was that young man when that happened? He was five years old. Five years and, old. Um, we have seen um, from that program in camp, I began a pilot program teaching 10 kids at Children's Hospital of Michigan, and now we see about 2,500 kids a year in four countries. So you're traveling all over. I thought this was isolated to where you live in Michigan, but this is everywhere. Uh, we have programs in New York and Florida, California. Um, we Actually, I brought a group of kids from Sloan Kettering to teach Pfizer executives how to breathe in the light and blow out the darkness. <laughs> the mantra of kids kicking cancer is power peace purpose and if you ask the kids what's your purpose they allow to teach the world so we brought the kids to teach Pfizer how to breathe in the light and blow out the darkness and defeat stress which destroys companies and shortens lives and three days later they called me from Rome would I come to Italy to teach them how to do this and Pfizer got so excited about the program that with Pfizer we started a program at the Vatican Children's Hospital in Rome two years ago 
But I thought it was cool, like a, an Orthodox rabbi needed <laughs> permission from the Pope's office to teach Eastern meditative techniques to Vatican children. Talk about unity, huh? <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Uh, what would the it would first first start with the corporate world? What would the Pfizer representatives say? Can they put their finger on how your methods have gone ahead and lessened stress in the workplace? Well, absolutely. Ninety-seven percent of the adults that we've trained describe it as having a profound impact on their lives. You know, when somebody has stress, when someone has tension, the the muscles get tight. We use the breath, and we teach people how to use breath to relax the muscles of the body. Using your breath, we have a trademark breath break, B-R-A-K-E, where we teach people how to use the breath to go from a sympathetic, that fight-or-flight response, to parasympathetic, to a relaxation response. And our breathing can actually stop the adrenal gland from shooting out these glucocorticoids, these stress chemicals. They're absolutely killing you. So in the corporate... Kids get a standing ovation for doing this, right. being part of the seminar. They go back to the hospital with less pain because they've been shown by the adults that they're teachers. There's a purpose for their disease. There's a purpose for their suffering. It changes the nature. And that's the idea of turning these little victims into victors. So as they teach it, it helps them cope with whatever they have. And actually lowers their pain. We have significant pain scores, the adults see these kids and say, like, okay, what's my issue? And it totally burns through them, and we're able to teach them relatively quickly how to use the breath to relax their bodies. Do doctors cite uh, kids kicking cancer for medically helping kids? I know what you said in terms of pain and how it helps kids, I'm sure, deal with the stress and everything that they're going through in these very tough situations. What about medically? Do they see changes in the condition that a kid is in because of it? Absolutely. We have, in the cancer world itself, there are so many variables. There are so many different types of diseases that constitute cancer. And the when they're getting chemo, when they're not getting chemo, et cetera, et cetera. But we have now branched out to other diseases, other children in pain, what we call the hero circle. And so we've been able to evidence that children need less ventilation when they're able to focus. Kids with asthma are able to take control because stress actually creates vasal pressors that ironically make it harder to breathe when you're afraid because you're having trouble breathing. Teaching the children how to take control lowers pain and significantly impacts various aspects of disease. Right. So someone has a disease or not, if they're in a stressful situation, it's going to have a major impact on them. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, JM and the AM. .org. Rabbi Elimelech Goldberg speaking to us from Michigan. He's been nominated as CNN Hero of the Year because of Kids Kicking Cancer. That provides martial arts classes focusing on breathing and meditation. The not-for-profit was inspired by his daughter, Sarah, who passed away at the age of two. Um, I, what I know most or, or, or how cancer most closely affected uh, me and my family is uh, my brother passed away from cancer. And what I remember, um, one of the uh, many horrible things, of course, about it, but one of the most horrible things was were the after effects or the side effects would be a better way of putting it of the chemo, of the therapy, 
Um, you know, there, there were days when, uh, you know, he simply either couldn't move, didn't want to move because of what the medicine, quote unquote, had done to his body. Do all these methods help one deal with those side effects? Absolutely. You know, the, the challenges are very great and it's not magic. All of a sudden, kids see this and boom, they're, they're absolutely feeling fine. But giving the children a mechanism to focus beyond their pain, and most importantly, giving them purpose, because they know that the world is watching them. And that's why it's really important. We love to get people to get and follow our kids on Kids Kicking Cancer, our Facebook page, because the children make messages there, and eventually allowing the kids to know that the world is following them right. gives them a different perspective. For so them to so eat... Right. So they don't feel like eating. Right. It's training. We call it training. You don't eat because you feel like eating. It's because you're a martial artist, and this is part of the training. The same thing with physical therapy. The same thing with re- rehab. It's all about focusing and training. And because it's martial arts and the kids, thanks to Hollywood, already believe in our power, <laughs> it's, it's a vector into their head that's really extremely profound. Unbelievable. Uh, how did CNN discover you? I was Skyping when CNN came. It was my mother's yurt site, the second, the second anniversary of her death. The end of the voting, November 16th, is our daughter's yurt site. Hmm. When they were sitting there, I was Skyping with a boy from South Africa who the doctors had misdiagnosed in South Africa, and I was able to get him a doctor in, uh, in UCLA. It was very, very helpful, but he was in the midst of a very painful chemo. And 10 minutes into her meditation over Skype, his face changed, his pain went down four points, he was a different kid. And I asked the producer afterwards, am I allowed to know like who nominated me? And she said, sure, her name is Amanda Leibowitz, she lives in Irvine, California. God willing, we're starting a program in Irvine. And she doesn't know you so well, but her neighbor, whose name I don't have, was the one who told her about you and introduced us. So I said, her neighbor's name is Zoe Rock, she's the aunt of that little boy in South Africa. So if you don't see the hand of God in your life. <laughs> it's a, there's, a, there's a mantra for kids getting cancer. It's actually hanging on the wall in the Dearborn Islamic Center, which is the largest mosque in North America, and it says, a perfect God created an imperfect world perfectly. Wow. And then they put my name, Rabbi Eli Melech Goldberg, founder of Kids Kicking Cancer. I told him, don't put my address up there. You are quoted on the Islamic Center of Dearborn. I am off the wall, as they say, or on the wall, I guess. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, and you mean it when you say that a vote for you is really a vote for the kids who are the biggest heroes in this whole process. Absolutely. It gives us an opportunity. We have a dream of reaching children in pain all across the globe. We have a mechanism that is extremely, extremely simple, and, and it's effective. Getting this type of platform to be the CNN Hero of the Year is extraordinary, and CNN told us yesterday in writing that people can vote as many times as they want as with multiple email addresses. They can only vote once a day per email address, but if they have 10 email addresses, they could vote every day. Right. So one listener out there can make a significant difference because they can vote every day between here now, including November 16. So that's like um, they have 10 emails, that's 150 votes, and if they tell 100 of their friends and you multiply that, they told they won't tell us what the numbers are. They said it's very, very close. So having the, the platform on Election Day to talk about that every day could be Chicago, you could vote <laughs> early and often, is, you know, extraordinary for us because 
frankly, out of all the other groups there, and there's some wonderful people out there, uh, there's nobody that represents the, the Jewish community. I never tell people Rabbi G is Jewish, but they kind of figure it out. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and this is our ideal of bringing light to the world. And if we can bring it to these kids, and the children will teach the adults around them, and the companies, and etc., etc., this becomes a global movement of children penetrating darkness with an illuminating light. And Unbelievable. That's, that's the light of the soul. It doesn't matter if you call it nishima or nishama. Nishima is the breath. Nishama is the soul. It's powerful. Uh, Rabbi Elimelech Goldberg, you could vote early and often, as you heard, folks. November 16th, it comes to an end, but every single day, from any email address you have, you could vote for CNN. And Facebook. Oh, and Facebook, rather. Uh, and, no, both. Email addresses and Facebook are all included. Okay, you could vote for CNN Hero of the Year. We encourage everybody to do so. Rabbi Goldberg already has established an amazing international reputation that continues to grow because of CNN and our community. We are taking great pride in his incredible accomplishments. You'll be part of that December 7th show no matter what, right? No matter where you end up in the vote, right? That's correct. We're all, we're all feted at that, that event, and it, which is great. And if I could just add very quickly, if you go to our website at kidskickingcancer.org, you can get a daily reminder for the vote. Very well, good. And see our kids. And this way you'll be able to learn more about the cause and, of course, participate uh, by voting, as you said, early and often. Rabbi Goldberg, amazing. I mean, the, the Kiddush Hashem is incredible. The work you're doing is unbelievable. And if it's helping, and I'm sure it is, uh, helping all these thousands of people uh, beat their symptoms, live better with the pain, have the pain reduced, and all the other things that I'm sure you're accomplishing, then what can I tell you? It's an amazing blessing for so many. Thank you so much. I thank you so much for joining us, and God bless you. There he is, Rabbi Ali Melech Goldberg, Kids Kicking Cancer. You can vote as much as you want with the guidelines that he just provided as uh, he has been nominated as CNN Hero of the Year. And as Rabbi Goldberg just reiterated, the real heroes are these kids who have become deputized in his mission to help people uh, in difficult medical situations and... As you heard, in the corporate world, in the general world, just with stressful situations, really helped change their lives. Uh, kudos to Rabbi Goldberg and his amazing circle of uh, of friends who have gone ahead and uh, made such an impact in this world. JM and the AM at 7 minutes after 8 o'clock.
J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning on this election day, 2014. Former Ambassador Danny Ayalone joins us tomorrow. We'll start talking about what these midterm elections will mean now that the Obama presidency will be in the home stretch and the Senate, it looks like, is going to have a little bit of a change. He'll join us tomorrow here at JMM. Also confirmed Avshalom Kor, the amazing and incredible Avshalom Kor, who is uh, the inspiration for the Mayor Milim segment with Mayor Weingarten and is an expert at the Hebrew language and MCs the Chidon Tanakh, the International Bible Contest every year. He'll join us tomorrow. Big contest coming up in the U.S. on November the 30th. We'll discuss that with him coming up uh, tomorrow at JM in the AM, so make sure to be tuned in for that. Been looking forward to have him on the air for a long time. Uh, an old friend of ours is with us live via telephone, and the one thing we will not be discussing is Election Day. Lou Fiddler is with us. He served the New York City Council for many, many years. An amazing friend of our community and somebody who is always out there to fight for us. He's now in a little bit of a fight, and we are going to try to help him out with our amazing audience here at JM in the AM. Lou Fiddler, welcome to JM in the AM. Morning, Nachum. Happy Election Day. <laughs> you remember some of these election days, huh? Yeah, listen, you know, I will be involved in election days for many years to come, I hope. That's that's the plan. That's for sure. And But if you look back, uh, you were involved in election days even way before you became first elected in the early 2000s, right? You were always involved in the process at some point. You know, the, the truth of the matter is I, I caught the bug when I was eight years old. Wow. Stood outside a polling place. My father gave me a dollar and said, "Hand out these uh, these palm cards." And uh, <laughs> I started to look forward to it. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Is right. I'll tell you. I, I call it the best spectator sport around when it comes to the world of politics. But in your case, you were in the game and for quite a while. So Lou Fiddler's with us live via telephone. What we mean by a fight and what uh, Lou means in terms of being around for many more election days is that you find yourself in a situation where you're you're literally looking for a kidney at this point. Explain to our audience what's been going on. Yes, uh, a couple of years ago I uh, had an allergic reaction to a prescription drug and my kidney shut down. Uh, and I've been on kidney dialysis since. Uh, so far, I've been one of the lucky ones. I, you know, I go to dialysis and get up and work a 60-hour week. But uh, I know that uh, dialysis is taking a tremendous toll on my body, and I've been urged uh, by my doctors to uh, seek a kidney for a transplant. Uh, and uh, I've been trying to do that for the last several months. Uh, we were contacted about your situation by the kidney mitzvah people who've made quite an impact in our community. You've had you've had quite a uh, an association with them, right? They've been very helpful to this point. Yes, they, they absolutely have. They're uh, you know they're, they're, there are a number of wonderful people uh, you know helping me and helping others. Uh, Project Renewal uh, and Kidney Mitzvah both have been helping me. Uh, I've been uh, you know, but you you know. You have to help your help yourself. Right. So uh, I've been exercising uh, a huge social media campaign. Someone said to me, "This is what Facebook is really for." To help save people. That's right. To get to get me- important messages out. Right. For me, this is obviously uh, a very important message. I'm I'm 58 years old, Malcolm, and I'd like to dance at my children's wedding. 100%. Lou Fiddler is with us live via telephone, and I mentioned I, I meant to mention, of course, a project renewal, folks, of course. Uh, so instrumental in this as well. Now, who who is a match? I mean, I how does this work? Who who could help you out out there? Well, the uh, 
uh, we're looking mostly for people with A positive blood types. Uh, and uh, you take a simple blood test and you find out whether or not uh, you are a, a match and a possible donor. Um, you can do that, you know, by just talking to your doctor, going to your doctor, and uh, you could reach uh, Project Renewal is probably the best place for right. uh, you to call. They will tell you how to do that, uh, and uh, you can email them uh, at r eight fourteen at renewal.org, uh, and that will uh, get you the information you need to find out how you can donate a kidney, uh, not just to me, but to, to anyone. But uh, obviously, I, I'm hoping that we, we're a match. Right, of course. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that you can do. It's a, a true gift of life. Uh, I'm not saying it's as simple as taking a blood test, right? Uh, but donating a kidney is generally not that that difficult thing to do uh you can live with one kidney uh, as i'm hoping to do and uh you know it, it's it, it is a tremendous mitzvah lou fiddler is with us live via telephone served in the new york city council and somebody who is well known to many many people in this audience um it, it, there may be a lot of people inclined to help you out because you were always there for everybody else and I hope that that encourages everybody to take the test you just described. And if there is a please God a match, they should, uh, you know, seriously consider doing this mitzvah. Um, what can I say, Lou? Sometimes, sometimes you, you put a lot in and you eventually, you know, get a lot out. You put a lot in for our community over the years. So I hope there's somebody out there who can help. I, th- I thank you so much, Nachum, and I thank you for helping me get my message out. And hopefully someone out there who's listening, uh, will uh, be moved to, uh, to, to donate a kidney, that would be just an absolute wonderful, wonderful election day. Talk about a new lease on life and on election day is right. Uh, give us the uh, contact information, email address, etc. one more time. R814 at renewal.org. R814 at renewal.org. If you'd like to um, help, uh, help Lou Fiddler, uh, somebody who has uh, been there for our community over the years, um, and uh, help him because there's a tremendous mitzvah out there to save somebody and help them get through a situation like this. You use that email address, and uh, they'll start the process, and let's hope and pray that, in fact, a match is found. Uh, Lou, continued good luck. The new year should bring uh, real renewal and uh, and tremendous bracha, tremendous blessing to you. Thank you so much, Nachum. Really Thanks for joining it. us. I appreciate that. Don't forget to vote, Lou. I, I, I'm <laughs> on my way right now. Lou Fiddler. There he is. I hope there's somebody out there who certainly uh, can help with this amazing mitzvah and a big yeshikov to the people at Renewal and um, information about their incredible work. You can just go to the web and search what they're doing. It's uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, 20 minutes after 8 o'clock, it's a JM in the AM Tuesday morning. It is election day. We can't stress enough how important it is to get out there and vote. Uh, a lot of important races out there. Big, small, maybe there's no such thing as a small race. They're all important. Uh, so make sure to get out there and vote and participate in the process. You'll be glad you did. And you'll have a, a major impact. They look very carefully to see which communities are voting. Uh, Maimonides Medical Center presents Mothers of Multiple Support Group tonight. Nishay Cares and Maimonides Medical Center tonight. Rosa Roberts Weinberg speaks on sibling rivalry. Must it happen? Tonight at 8 p.m., Maimonides Hall, 950 49th Street. If you're a mother of multiples, 
Head to the Mother of Multiple Support Group. It's a good one. I have been to their meetings. I've snuck in. I've actually snuck into the Mothers of Multiples meetings. And they're pretty remarkable. If you're a mother of multiples, you'll appreciate it. There's a light dinner, gift for all attendees, free parking. Sponsored by the Shea Cares, uh, Mrs. Mati Atlas information, uh, uh, M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com, M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com. Manhattan Day School, they got their early childhood experience tonight. That happens at MDS, West 75th Street. That is tonight as so many different open houses are taking place. want to remind you that the Margaret Teeth Center presents tomorrow the second symposium for caregivers and healthcare professionals. It's happening at the Margaret Teeth Nursing and Rehab Center on managing transitions late in life. Begins at 11 a.m. out there in Queens. Information at 718-298-7829, 718-298-7829 for information on that. Uh, what else do I want to remind everybody? Shabbos Kalbach happening at the uh, Mizrahi on the Lower East Side with Cantor Shrilly Hirsch. Mincha and Kabbalat Shabbat at 4.36 this coming Friday night with an Oneg at the home of the Nasi. That is happening on the Lower East Side of Manhattan this coming Friday night. Uh, Yehuda Green, Ellie Kranzler, Moshe Shore, Yisrael Williger all up at the Westside Institutional Synagogue Saturday night for the Kalbach Yard Site. I do remind everybody that we will be presenting... The 24 Hours of Kalbach, 6 p.m. Saturday night, Eastern Time, through 6 p.m. Sunday night, Eastern Time. 24 Hours of Kalbach in honor of the um, in honor of the 20th Yard Site. Again, starts 6 p.m. this coming Saturday night on the stream at jmandtheam.org. So make sure you're tuned in and make sure that you... Um, Make sure you're tuned in and make sure that you enjoy, which I'm sure you will, the incredible Kalbach presentation on jmandtheam.org. Plenty more coming up, 22 minutes after 8 o'clock on a Tuesday morning. Today is Election Day. Make sure to vote. This is JM in the AM.
from the Yossi Green collection entitled Yiddish Nachas. That's Kilek Achtov. Shiru Hashem before that. You'll hear that a lot this coming Friday night with the Kalbach yard site being on uh, Saturday night. You'll hear that a lot this Shabbos. Shiru Hashem Domer Moshav band, brand new from Shabbat Volume 1. Shlomo Katz had Lashana Haba. That's a Kalbach selection that he recorded on the brand new Likrat Shabbat. Shlomo Katz here at JM in the AM. Got to get him on the air. I hope we'll be able to do it this week. If not, I guess we'll do it next week. Don't forget the 24 hours of Kalbach begins... This coming Saturday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, till Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. 24 hours of Kalbach on our stream at jmnam.org in memory of Rabbi Shlomo and in honor of his 20th yard site. Well, we got a major Mazel Tov out there, a major Mazel Tov going out to Yitzchak Menlowitz and Gabriela Fadlun, Woodmere, New York. A major Mazel Tov. They have announced their engagement. Yitzchak Menlowitz and Gabriela Fadlun. Mazel Tov to you from all of us here at JM in the AM. To Shia, to Elizabeth, to the extended uh, Menlowitz, Freeze, Fadlun, and Rosenthal families. We say Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. So Yitzchak Menlowitz and Gabriela Fadlun. Yes, 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 I feel very old, that's for sure. <laughs> we wish them both. A major mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. We'll dedicate that Od Yishama to Yitzchak Menlowitz and Gabriella Fadlun, a recently engaged couple that happened yesterday. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at J.M. in the A.M. Also want to wish a Mazal Tov going out to Staten Island. A, a Mazal Tov going out to Chaim Bender, who's engaged to Nahama Cohen from Queens. Mazal Tov. To uh, Aileen and David Bender, of course, at the New Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island. And uh, Ellen and Michael Cohen, Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. I heard that news the other day and wanted to make sure to get it on the air here at JM in the AM. Well, it is rare in the 31 years that I am in this chair, maybe once or twice we put somebody on from the world of government who is actually in an election on election day. It is a policy that we have that we don't do these interviews with um, uh, those who are candidates on Election Day uh, themselves. But uh, there have been one or two exceptions. And today I'm proudly making an exception because uh, our amazing friend and somebody who has been uh, an incredible leader up in Albany for, oh my gosh, longer than uh, he or anybody else would care to admit, um, <laughs> the Assemblyman and Assembly Speaker Sheldon Silver is officially on the ballot today. I think we all know what's going to happen in terms of his own election. Uh, but I wanted to use this opportunity just to thank him, wish him luck, and tell him how much we're looking forward to him representing uh, us up in Albany yet, um, yet another time. Assembly Speaker Sheldon Silver, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nahum, and thank you to you and your uh, listeners. And I just, we don't take anything for granted. So uh, whatever they do, your listeners should be out voting today. Now, that's for sure. Everybody should vote. In your case, I think we know what the outcome will be, but, hey, it's well-deserved. So uh, just so everybody out there, because we have an international audience, gets a perspective, um, you were first elected to the Assembly in what year? 1976. What an amazing run. And as Speaker of the New York State Assembly, which I remind everybody was a, a very big deal, not just because it's a prominent position, because, but also because uh, you're a member of the Orthodox community, you became Assembly Speaker when? Uh, 1993. Unbelievable. That is, uh, is that the longest tenure of an Assembly Speaker in New York State history? Not yet. When do, when do we get there? <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get there. The longest tenure is uh, another year and a half for me. Oh, boy. Uh, so there you have it, at, at, at least another year and a half. Um, and uh, what would you say has been, you know, there's, there, there are always curiosities in our community about someone like yourself, a proud Jew, a proud member of the community, uh, being in such a high-profile place. Um, what kind of feeling is it, knowing that you that you carry that responsibility on your shoulders? Well, I think what's important to realize first, you get elected by the people who you represent in the district. That's that's the most important thing. And I represent a district that uh, has a significant Jewish population, a significant Asian population, Chinese, Korean, and a variety of other Asian uh, uh, people. And I guess there's a great feeling to know, you know, that it's just not a homogenous district and you're able to find common ground and represent all of those people. And then after you get elected, there are 149 other people who get elected around the state in urban, suburban areas, rural areas. And uh, I guess it's most heartwarming that they come and they vote for me to be their leader, to be their negotiator. 
Um, and it's, uh, again, I represent uh, probably the most diverse legislative body in the world. Uh, I mean, in terms of the people they represent, the areas they come from, the ethnicities, uh, they're all in the uh, New York State Assembly. Yeah, no question about that. Doctors and dentists and real estate brokers and lawyers, undertakers, (laughs) teachers, uh, just a variety of professions that they come from. And uh, they all come with one common goal, to represent their individual communities. And uh, it is my job to put them all together, find the common ground among them, and make sure... Uh, that we move this state forward, responding to the various needs around the state. The Honorable Sheldon Silver with us, Assembly Speaker, New York State. Uh, is it, um, and, and I, I don't know how much of this, you know, you, you speak about publicly, uh, but so many of us are curious what goes on behind the scenes. Is it more difficult to become the Assembly Speaker or more difficult to hold on to the position? Or are they both unique and just different types of situations? to represent the people who have elected me both in the district and the members uh, of the assembly i mean what they are saying is we're all equals and this is the guy i want speaking for me uh, a variety of uh, reasons that they will attribute uh, some say you know if i have a problem this is the guy i want solving it uh this is a guy i can talk to this is the guy who can negotiate a budget uh, getting the things that I need. But whatever it is, uh, I'm very proud of that, and uh, I'm proud to represent my colleagues as their speaker, and I am uh, doubly proud to represent the people who elect me on Election Day. The um, you, know, you, you come from a district, obviously a historic district, one I've gotten to know very well, to know very well over the last 25 years. Historic, because you lived there. That's the reason it's historic? Funny, none of the old-timers tell me that's for that, it's for that reason. In fact, we got married, my wife and I, last night, 25 years ago, the night before Election Day. So it's it's fitting that uh, uh, that we're speaking today. Uh, you taught me some of the most valuable lessons, having moved into Manhattan uh, probably this week, 25 years ago, about getting involved in different things in the community. But being from such a historic place and knowing what the right to vote meant to our parents and grandparents and the lineage and the heritage that you have inherited, especially in, in an area like Lower Manhattan, such an important place to the Jewish community. Why is it that we can't get more people from our community statewide to vote in these elections? Uh, you know, it's the people in our community who think they're going to get jury duty, and that's going to bother them. They don't want to take uh, civic pride. Uh, my parents, who are, were immigrants from Russia, they had a different view. They thought everything that they did here was a privilege that right. they didn't have in their youth. Everything, whether it was uh, voting, whether it was meeting people in government, saying hello, they looked up to them. And uh, I guess that's something that was instilled in me, uh, whether my father was a founder of Beishakov on the Lower East Side, one of the founders. Uh, he felt you give back to your community. I'm blessed with the opportunity to do it. I have the ability to do it. And he did it. And that's the pride that he instilled in us. Today, you know, part of it is 
people are working. Maybe they're uh, they're certainly not working harder than uh, the generation or two before us. Good work. point. Good point. Uh, they certainly aren't, but they found time uh, in those days uh, to be involved in the community. And there are people today involved in the community. I, I don't want to say it's not uh, it's not the same thing. I just me. I just know that from your vantage point, you know how critical it is for districts to get out there and vote. You know the influence that they would have if they'd be more active on Election Day. And people in our community, unfortunately, don't get it to a, enough of a degree. Well, I think there's two things important. It's not only voting, which is of prime importance, right. because people judge you by the bottom line. How many votes do you produce? You know, in our community, there are certain communities they know. When they respond to that community, come Election Day, there are three or 4,000 votes, and they're all voting the same way. Uh, and that's known. Right. And government listens to those people. Right. But there are people who are here should be expressing their opinion, not only on Election Day. They should be writing to their public officials, giving their points of view, organizing people, and saying, we'd like to come, for example, uh, call a congressman and say, we'd like you to, uh, I have a, we're a group of a 100, whether it's a, a sisterhood in a, a synagogue, uh, you know, a brotherhood, a men's club. Uh, or a synagogue itself, we'd like to hear your views on the United States' role in the Middle East, their relationship with Israel. Put them on the spot. Let them know today mm. this is how we feel. Right. What's your position on it if you're going to represent us? And usually you can create a dialogue and you can call and, and make elected officials aware of issues of importance and nuances of those issues that you might not be able to do by sitting in the sidelines and just even coming out on election day. Well, what, what an important point and what an important piece of advice. Shelley Silver is uh, running today in the New York State Assembly, but uh, we broke our policy on election day of uh, speaking to candidates, not because he's a candidate, but for everything that he's done over these last uh, many, many decades. Uh, I know how uncomfortable you are when people thank you privately, so I can only imagine how uncomfortable you are in a public forum, but I will say on behalf of so many great Jewish causes, thank you. Thank you for being there and for taking such great pride in your community and your people. Thank you, Nahum. Thank you very much. It's much appreciated. And by the way, I want to be there again in Albany. I want to be there for the big inauguration because my okay. predict my prediction is you'll be speaker again this January. Well, January 7th, the first Wednesday in January. Bezrat Hashem. That's followed by a Monday in January. Have you voted yet or not? I have not yet voted, but I saw Uncle Dave by the polls already. <laughs> so we know everything is secure. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Shelly, good luck today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Nachum, and make sure you vote. I certainly will. The Honorable Speaker of the New York State Assembly, it's Sheldon Silver, of course. We broke our policy of candidates on Election Day at JMA, and we only break that policy once or twice in the last 30 years. I uh, just felt that the Hakura Satov that uh, we have to give to him, uh, no more appropriate day than today on Election Day. And, and trust me, he doesn't have... He may say he has a tough race today. Trust me. He does, I don't even know if he's opposed, by the way. Do we have the sample ballot? Let's see here. Uh, 65th Assembly District, right? I believe so. All right, so there seems to be some opposition, but you'll find the Speaker Silver on at least a couple of lines. Um, so there you have it. Seven minutes before...
Seven minutes before nine o'clock. <laughs> it is a, a an exhausting election day here at JM in the AM as we continue with the one and only Reb Shlomo Kalbach. Reminder to 24 Hours of Kalbach happens this weekend. We're doing it 6 p.m. until 6 p.m. Saturday night until Sunday night in honor of Shlomo's 20th yard side. A lot of Kalbach Shabbatot going on this Shabbos. If you have one in your in your community, let us know about it. We'll certainly announce it here on the air at JM in the AM. Four minutes before 9 o'clock, an exhausting election day. A lot going on. Don't forget, you could vote for uh, Rabbi Elimelech Goldberg in the CNN Heroes vote. We uh, spoke with him earlier. Today's election day in general, I'm looking at so much analysis online about what's going to happen tonight to the United States Senate. Very interesting. Very interesting the way these polls have gone over the last uh, few days. Really incredible. Simcha Liner wraps it up at JM in the AM. Who be a me, who be the time, the alarm, he got a son of the 
Achinu Yisrael and Achim Achemah, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Well, uh, former Ambassador Danny Ayalon joins us tomorrow post the election. And Avshalom Kor, one of the legends of Israel, expert on the Hebrew language, host of the International Bible Contest, will join us at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Boy, am I looking forward to that. I love the rare occasions I get to speak to him on the air, and tomorrow is one of those times. Uh, plenty coming up on our stream at jmnam.org. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous and wonderful Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.